Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Hype Squad podcast. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Get ready to be inspired, to be empowered, and get hyped about life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Hype Squad podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode and today's topic because um, the guest that's here is a very special friend of mine. And we are talking about a topic that is very near and dear to both of our hearts because we've both gone through it um, in different ways. But I think we both have the same ideas as to how we feel about it. So I'd like you all to welcome Courtney Vetter. Courtney is a studio owner, a fitness and Pilates instructor, and personal trainer extraordinaire. She introduced me to Reformer, and it was one of the best things ever. Uh, We're going to talk about Courtney's personal journey from fitness competition life and how she felt about her body then and how she feels about her body now and how she translates that for her clients and within her studio and how that really is the the backbone and the atmosphere of her uh, of her and her studio. So hi Courtney, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for being here. And oh, I just want to say me. thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you in advance for sharing. Uh, the topic of body image is one that is sensitive. It is one that is mm-hmm. sometimes really hard to talk about. But what I've learned is the more we talk about how we felt, the more we talk about um, what we've kind of gone through, the easier it is for people to relate, the less body shaming there is out there, and um, the easier this conversation is to be had at home. Because a lot of Mm -hmm. our listeners are moms, Um, a lot of our listeners are women that have their own body image problems, and that translates at home and it translates to how our girls and boys grow up and how they end up seeing their bodies. So thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, allowing us to have this conversation. So if you want to tell us a little bit about your, how you got started in fitness competitions and where that kind of stemmed from. Yeah. Um, no, this is definitely a touchy subject. I'm just kind of going back on what you said. Uh, definitely touchy, but definitely something that needs to be talked about at home uh, with your kids, even with your older kids, whoever it is, friends, family, all that fun stuff. Um, but I started where I used to work um, about, I'm going to say seven years ago. I'm not, I don't know times off the top of my head, but I feel like it was about seven years ago. And I met a gentleman by the name of Kevin and he did fitness competitions. He was a natural bodybuilder. Um, and we just became good friends. Um, I actually taught his kids, uh, where I used to work. So it was kind of fun and we would see each other upstairs in the gym all the time. And he says, you know what you would love to do? Cause I'm very much in the mindset of learning about my body and trying to figure out just about uh, how your body fuels, how your body gets the energy. Um, his, he always said, and I still to this day, your body is like an engine of a car and you need to give it um, amazing things so that it will run better. Um, and so he says, do you want to learn about your engine, blah, blah, all this stuff. And I said, yes. And then I started training and becoming a fitness, um, doing fitness competitions 
which, uh, yeah, we're about seven, maybe five years ago. Um, so my coach down in Toronto by the name of Josh, he's a fabulous coach. Um, he gave me the tools. Um, he gave me everything I needed to. I trained with him once a week and he knew at the beginning of me going into this, that he saw that I had like some struggles with body image and what the way that I saw myself in the mirror compared to what other people saw themselves in the mirrors. Um, and so he knew that he had a lot of work cut out for him in the more of the mental aspect of it right. rather than doing more of the physical aspect of it. Mm. Um, I got very discouraged. I would work out in his gym once a week and people that walk through there, holy guacamole. I was just like, Oh, okay. So I'm going to do a fitness competition right beside someone else. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he gave me more of the mental side of it. Um, and I trained my heart out. I we're going personal, but, uh, yeah, yeah. we lost friends. Uh, we almost lost parents during this whole thing. Uh, my parents wanted to disown me as a child, uh, because it was very hard because it was stressful. It, I give people so much credit when they do these fitness competitions and, and yeah, so that's kind of all of how it started. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that it took me a downhill spiral rather than a uphill spiral, um, yeah. which some people thrive in these fitness competitions and do, do very well, but they're able to, I guess, snap out of it. I don't know, but the way that I looked at it is that it was a Halloween costume that you were putting on for your day of your show. And then when you take it off, you're back to your normal clothes. And for my brain and my mental capacity for me to get out of wearing that fitness competition was very hard. Um, I'm going to say depression hit and there's a lot of people that went through it, um, or that probably still go through it. And that is why people, I guess, get addicted to doing fitness competitions because they always want that Halloween costume on all the time. And I could not do that Halloween costume. I had some unfortunate, um, things happen in my life that, um, got me not to compete anymore. Um, we had a family dinner oh, probably three years ago, I think three or four years ago. And my uncle looked at me and he says, you're going to spend an extra 20 bucks to get your meal cooked the way you want it to be cooked. And your meal's already like 20 bucks or something like that. He's right, like, so right. you're going to spend 40 bucks on this meal and not enjoy your time with your family during these hard circumstances this is more important to you than family time. And my brain was just like, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing. Yes. My fitness goals. Yes. My fitness dreams. But I had some major things happen in my life that I needed to be present in the time. And I needed to be with family that this fitness journey that I was on didn't allow me to do that. So right. my uncle kind of slapped me across the face and said, literally did not, but he gave me that wake up call being like, you need to pick. And, uh, I picked family and food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, um, it's like at what cost, what things are we really willing to sacrifice to get that quote unquote 
perfect body, right? That competition mm-hmm. body, or even in, in day-to-day life, you know, it's as someone that has been on a fitness journey for the last, I don't think I'm rounding up to three years coming up this, this February, since I kind of started taking control of my life and taking control of my body and doing the things that I do. I remember hitting a certain point when I was in the thick of it, because when you start, like you are, at least for me, when I start something, I'm like laser focused. Nothing is going to throw me off. No one is going to throw me off. I'm in this to win this. So for the first, I think six to seven months, I dropped weight really, really fast. It was one thing, like my body was like, okay, we're ready for this. So it dropped weight really fast, but it was also like, I'm not going to let anyone or anything get in my way. So I was at the gym sometimes twice a day, um, four or five times a week. And I literally ate in such a calorie deficit to the point where I would be at family events and I would eat the one protein that was available. And maybe if there was a vegetable, I come Mm -hmm. from a family that loves carbs. Like we do a lot of rice. We do a lot of bread. We do a lot of carb driven foods. So I'm going to be like, why aren't you eating? And then that would mess with my mind too, because I spent my entire life dieting and I spent, my mother spent her entire life telling me what to eat and what not to eat and that I was eating too much. And then when I got my fitness in check and my nutrition in check, they'd be like, well, you're not eating enough. Like, Mm -hmm. why aren't you eating? Why aren't you doing this? And then you kind of take that personally sometimes and that messes with your head too. And then you get into this body image state of like, well, I want this perfect body that I have in my mind, but at what cost? Like, are you going to throw your joy out the window? Are you going to throw those, you know, magical family moments out the window? Are you not going to have that piece of dessert just because, you know, the internet or the fitness magazines are telling you if you have the carbs and the sugar, you're going to gain five pounds on your butt. Like it doesn't, it does not Mm-hmm. work that way, but our mental state is depleting because of those things that are being put out there. Oh, so you, no, for sure. Right. You'd mentioned that, um, your, your coach was helping you more on the mental side of the competition. What yes. was that like? Like what kind of things would he say or do like, was it like a pump you up like sort of thing? Or was it a get out of your own head sort of thing? It was mostly get out of your own head. I come from a dance background and I'm going to say dance is probably another industry that is a very hard background to be in um, when you are tall, when you are a little bit stockier than most girls that are in your class. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had that kind of playing in my head. I never thought of myself as ever being big, but I am very tall for, uh, I'm going to say a female. I know that there are other females that are taller than me, but I am tall. I am a little bit broader. So that would play in my head because I would see all these girls come in that were not tall. Again, tall is not a big thing in my head, but like I just didn't fit the mold that we're going to do these fitness competitions. Um, if you actually look at me, if anyone knows who I am off this, you're going to look at me being like, you are I, and I, and I mean this out of the nicest way possible to myself. I am the opposite of what I'm going to say a fitness model would be, right? Um, which I'm totally okay with. I am. They just tend to be more petite as a oh, person, yeah. right? Yep. They're not as like broad. They're not as tall. They're usually yep. small, little, little minis. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes. Small little minis. Yes. And totally. I, as a girl that's taller walking into that situation, you're like, what, where am I? Like, how do I fit here? Right. Yep. Yeah. And so even just me as a, as a young child, um, you just played, I feel like every kid had body image growing up. And if you did not, um, wow. <laughs> um, I, I feel like every girl, and I hate to say this is probably still growing up with body image, um, or still has body image in their thirties, forties, fifties, and all that stuff. So for me, it was very hard to get out of that mindset and see myself as I started shredding, as I started losing uh, water weight and all that stuff. I still, my brain didn't see that. And he would always tell me like he would make me, and I think was a really good thing. And they do this a lot is to take photos of yourself. Um, he never told me to buy a scale. I know a couple other fitness, um, people in the fitness world would always have a scale and they're like, Oh, what's your number? And I was like, I never had a number. Mm. Um, so a lot of the times you would see it and you still see it that they're like, Oh, they were like this weight before 12 weeks. And now they're this weight. I never had that. Um, which was a good positive for me. Um, he would always tell me to take photos, um, same time, same place, um, same clothes. Never, I was not allowed to change the clothes from the weeks on weeks. And that to me, I think really helped me. So it was just like little things like that, that he would try to tell me to do. And, um, more or less being my, like my cheerleader from the sideline, just every day, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How was your, like, how was your three times at the gym today? Um, and all that stuff. So, which was really helpful, but very hard at the same time. 100%. And it's, Mm -hmm. um, I, I did the same thing, right? I would look at myself in the mirror and go, I see no change. Mm -hmm. And then I would see people and they'd be like, holy crap, where are you? Like, who are you? And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I see, I see no change. Um, and that's something that a lot of people struggle with. It's like, we don't see it in ourselves. And it's that body dysmorphia thing where like you look in the mirror and you're like, sometimes I look in the mirror and I still see the version of myself that is over 200 pounds, still wearing a size 22 pants, where in reality, I'm, I don't know, I don't, I, with the scale thing, scales were triggers for me. So I never weighed myself till I was comfortable weighing mm-hmm. myself and knowing that I wouldn't judge myself based on that. Um, so now when I get on a scale, I'm like, okay, cool. That's where I'm at today because tomorrow I could have gained a pound or two of water weight. Like it's, it's irrelevant to me now, now that I know how things mm-hmm. work, but like now I'm under, I don't know. I'm at one anyway, it, within the hundred somewhere, 168, I think I weighed myself the other day. Um, but I still, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, Like, Mm -hmm. I don't see the change. So I think the pictures is really great. So if someone's going through this journey and if they're, you know, trying to to get healthy or change their body or whatever it is, taking a picture to really set in stone that like, I'm succeeding, I'm making these changes, Mm -hmm. I'm making things happen is very important. And and it's great. That's a great tip from him to give you. And it helps more so for you to see that you're accomplishing and that you're not failing, Mm -hmm. which we tend to tell ourselves all the time. All the time, all the time, all the time. So you got over the body image stuff, kind of, right? No one, you said it, like no one really gets over it. 
Oh yeah. No, I understand it. Yep. I literally two days ago, I, I will show you the text message if you want to. I was texting Adam and I said, Oh, I feel like, and I use the word heavy. I just feel the word very heavy. And yes, I felt bloated. Um, it's as Brooklyn knows, it's the lovely time of the month. So yeah. you just feel bloated. You feel heavy. And he's like, but you look the exact same. I was like, I probably do, but I don't feel it. Right. Um, so again, I am still struggling with it and I will probably always struggle with it. And we as females will probably in males too. I should say that too. And males. Um, as well, yeah. Yeah. We'll always struggle with it. So I don't think I'm ever fully out of it. Um, that does still play in my head from doing the fitness competitions. Cause I know where I could be if I eat very strict diets, um, train three times a day or whatever, twice a day and all that stuff. But, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have the time in the day to do that. No, and I, I want friends. I want friends and I want ice cream sometimes. And I want, you know, you and I, we're friends. We go out, like we'll mm-hmm. go out and we'll eat a pretzel and we'll have a drink. And like, that's okay. It's okay. It's so and it's normal. It's so normal. But when you're in this, such a toxic mentality of like, I have to have this perfect body. I have to have this perfect. I can't eat this. I can't eat that. It's so trying on the soul and you suck out all the joy of it. And that's when people, that's when diets fail. Yes. Right. When you call Mm -hmm. it a diet anyways, it's bound to fail because you already throw out the word diet. Exactly. Let's throw out the word diet. I hate the word diet. Let's just lifestyle choice, lifestyle choice, right? Yes. Even these, the fads that are out there, the ketos, the paleos, the whole thirties, whatever they are. If you are going to commit to living that way for the rest of your life, then I'm down. Like if you're comfortable eating that way forever and ever and ever, then I will 100% wholeheartedly support you. But if you're going to eat that way for 30 days and then cut it out, that's when it doesn't work for you. That's when it's yep. not a lifestyle. That's when it's just like, I hate the way I look. So I'm going to restrict the way I eat in order to get the results I want, but then go back to my normal way of eating and gain it all back. So it's like, it's a very vicious cycle, but when you adapt a lifestyle of foods that make you happy and foods that work for your body, then that's when consistency I think happens the most. And that. Mm-hmm. Um, that works the best for people. So how do you, how do you portray a positive body image, um, mentality within your studio and with your clients? What are things that, you know, you see day in and day out with how people may talk about themselves or how they show up to class or how they, um, and how do they leave feeling better? I think, in the past, I've had the studio for four years, but in the past year or two, I've seen like a huge flip in the way that people see themselves. And it's not meaning like people have been with me from the beginning and all that stuff. These are new people or new people to me coming into the studio. Um, but it's a very positive outlook. Like, yes, you'll see at the corner of your eye and I'm going to say, I do it too. You probably do the same thing. When you see a mirror, you naturally check yourself out and you kind of will look at or turn your body so you get that perfect image. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like now people are just looking at their bodies in a very positive way through a mirror, Um, which I think I want to hope that I have done that in our Mm -hmm. studio, but I think it's also um, just 
I think people are getting more aware of the, about this body image and being positive. We in the studio have a lot more of um, moms that come in. So I think that their flip in their head is like, I don't want my daughter or my son to have this problem. Mm -hmm. So let's start showing them a healthier lifestyle. Um, and when they do walk into the gym, they're looking at their bodies in a positive way. Mm -hmm. um, there's one lady that she, I've had her at the studio for about two years now. And she has looked, she's like amazing, amazing body right now. Um, she. I've seen a huge difference in her and every time that I'm like, look at you, you're like, maybe not the pounds, but the inches, your shirts are getting bigger. Mm -hmm. You're holding your planks under like everything. She's looking fabulous. And she's like, I don't see it today. And this is her. And she's just this mindset of being very positive and everything. She's like, I don't see it today, but I might see it tomorrow. Oh my gosh. She's like, I don't see it today, but I might see it tomorrow. And that's, and she's been in a lot of other classes and I feel like she's the one that's giving everyone that positive mindset. So I don't even think it's me, but it's her, the way that she's talking about it. And I, and for, even for us to know that you don't see it today, the scale doesn't say the number that you wanted today. Tomorrow might be a new day. Tomorrow might be a new day. That's so awesome. And it's so powerful because it's so true. It really mm -hmm especially for women, our bodies and our hormones make our bodies do weird things. Right. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you're, I had someone say this to me once. I'm like, I want abs. And he was like, you have them. Mm -hmm. You have them. You may not see them, but oh, yeah. you may not see them today, but you could see them tomorrow. Right. So it's like, we have all the things that we want. It's just about how we look at those things and how those things make us feel. And when we put a positive spin on our bodies and we understand that they're doing so much for us and we have this sense of grace and gratitude for what they're doing for us, um, I think that's when we can turn whatever shape or size we are and whatever our body looks like into a positive experience for us mm -hmm. um, when we give it the credit that it deserves. Yeah. Okay. I think we've covered it. I think we hit it all. Do you have one tip for people that are starting their journey? You know, they, they want to have a body, sorry, a positive self-image when it comes to their body. They want to start, you know, a healthy lifestyle. They want to start working out. What would be your, your one piece of advice to get them started? Do whatever makes you happy. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you come to a gym and you lift weights. It's not if you come to a Pilates class that we have or do um, anything major. If you just want to go for a walk, then go for a walk. If you want to do whatever, do whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, it's totally true. People always say yeah. to me, you know, what was your thing? Like, what workouts were you doing? What were you eating? And I'm like, I did the workouts that made me happy. Yes. If I didn't like that workout, I'm not going to do it. Like I don't do, I don't do burpees because yep. I despise burpees. So I've, I love burpees. I see it's, it's people love them. Some hate them. I yeah. hate them. So I've cut them out. And then maybe when I try them again, one day I'll like them. Then I'll yep. start doing them. It's like, if it's not fun, it is not sustainable. Yes. You're going to quit. You are bound to quit if you are despising what you're doing. So find the things that work for you. I yeah. I, I had two ladies email me in the past week and ask me what classes I should do. I said, 
whatever class you want to do. Why am I able to do those classes? You are able to do whatever your body wants to do that day. We will give you, as every instructor will say, we'll give you the tools and everything for to modify, make it harder, all that fun stuff for you. But it's if that's what you want to do. Totally. Because we'll, we'll have fun teaching. Um, I'm going to say that I am a very sarcastic well person to begin with but I'm very sarcastic in the studio Um, so if I'm not making you laugh and having fun then my classes are not for you right and that's the same thing for I'm gonna say every instructor every studio anywhere you go Awesome. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for chatting with us and with the audience today Um, If people want to find you on the World Wide Web on the World Wide Web. On the World Wide Web. Where can they find you? Um, on Instagram, um, Waterfront Fitness Pilates, um, and then Facebook too. But Instagram, I'm going to say, is where everyone hangs out now. Um, but yeah, that is me. Come Fantastic. find me. And we will link all your, your links in the description so people can find you. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. And thanks, everyone, for listening to Hype Squad. We will talk to you soon. Hey, hey, Hype Squad listeners, it's your girl, Farrah, here. I just wanted to pop in and remind you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. And feel free to leave a rating and a review. Let me know what you thought, how you felt, and then share it on your social media. Take a snapshot and send it over to at Baltimore and hashtag Hype Squad Podcast so I can see all that you're doing and share it with everyone. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And as always, get hype about life.